celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Your dream team of experts, animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, and veterinarian Dr. Debbie all here. And we have uh, Joey Volani, who's live this weekend from New England. You get all the good gigs. Where are you today? I'm in Warwick, Rhode Island, real close to the ocean here. Beautiful day at the NEPGP show, which stands for New England Pet Grooming Professionals, which is a um, conference, trade show, and grooming event that I'm judging best in show at. Best in show. How'd you get that gig? You must be a pretty damn important guy. No, I, I think they ran out of um, everyone else to ask um, for, and they, they knew that, that, that I would do it cheap because um, I'm a you know, starving groomer here. But um, I'm looking. you got to see this ring, guys. I mean, if you could see the, the Bichons and mixed breeds that are, that are being groomed right now, it would blow your mind. I almost want to throw my scissors in the garbage um, because, you know, I always, I always think that I'm the best out there, and then I look at some of these people, and um, you know what? They, they, it's, there's some really stiff competition. So you're judging other groomers or you're judging animals? No, I'm judging. It's it's not like the show, like when you see Westminster on television where the dogs walk around. This is this is a hair cutting show okay. for dogs. And do they cut the hair while you're there? Or right you, in front of me. I'm looking right at it. I'm, 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 I'm watching it as it happens. It's like watching paint dry this part of it. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, after a while, you can only watch a groomer so long cut hair. But um, it, I, I got to tell you, it's hot. It definitely is. It's pretty wild. And you're best in show judge, which means that uh, they pick others and then you get to make the final pick or what? How does that work? Well, what well, the way it works is, is, is you got um, judges that judge them um, first, second, and third. And then I go over all the first place winners, and it's a three-day um, process. It started wow. yesterday. Wow! And um, we we got two classes each day. We're on a second class today. So yesterday was um, um, sporting dogs. This morning was terriers, and now it's mixed and, and all others. Um, so it could be almost anything um, in this one. Tomorrow's poodles, and um, and then we judge. How long is does it take to do an average dog hair cutting? To groom a dog For, uh, here um, just at, at this average, yeah. you know what? It, it all it, it it all depends on what you want, what you're looking at. But I think in, in a grooming salon, anywhere from forty five minutes to an hour is usually about the average. And are these guys moving a little bit faster than that? No, actually, because they got two and a half hours and their oh. dogs are all prepped and, and 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 ready to go here. Now they got a lot more coat on them than most dogs, but um, but um, you know they're just they're just trying to hope and not to make any mistakes. And there's a lot of noise here. You don't want the dog get spooked. Um, you know we can have a big um divot in the hair. Is anybody right. adding any color or anything like that? That's tomorrow. I don't judge creative. Um, oh. and, but um, that, that that'll be that'll be tomorrow where they'll do all the color. And they'll um, you know spray it up and do all interesting things. I'm not a big I'm not a big creative guy. I like creative haircuts. I don't like when you take a dog and you make him look like a bumblebee. That's just not you know <laughs> to, to me to me it's not the, the the greatest thing for the industry. But people love it. Okay, if you want to talk to any one of our dream team, that includes dog father Joey Volani, live from New England and Warwick. We say Warwick, but he has that Joyzy accent. So Warwick, Warwick is. Wow. He says. And he's over at the NEPGP trade show or conference, and he's best in judge right, best in show judge. And you can talk to him toll free at 1-866-405-8405. For the season of stars, we continue today with Doris Day. 
Yeah, go ask your mom or dad. <laughs> Doris Day. Doris wow. Day yes. is joining us today for the season of Stars. We're very excited That's about wild. that. That's wild. You know, from the cradle to the grave, we have them all. I mean, last week or a couple weeks ago, it was Brett Michaels. Now Doris Day. Uh, who was it last week? I forget already. Joy Behar. Or Joy Behar. She's a little right in the middle there. Uh-huh. And uh, so Doris Day coming up in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Stacy Cohn, what are you working on today? Well, do you ever feel like your dog is sad? Maybe they're grieving over a pet that maybe you have lost in your house or somebody's left your house. You know, a kid goes to college and your dog seems like they're just kind of moping around. Mm. Well, you know what? Dogs do experience grief. And I've got expert proof to tell you all about that. It's a sad thing. Hmm. Coming up on Animal Radio News. It really brought me down. I was in such a good mood until... That, stay- was, that was a downer, huh? Yeah. Was- <laughs> Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. How you doing, my friend? We have animal communicator Joy Turner, Dr. Debbie, and dog father Joey Volani is live from New England, Warwick, Rhode Island, to be specific, at the NEPGP convention. What does that stand for? War- Warwick, okay? Am I saying Warwick, it right? Because, Warwick, Warwick. You know, I, I got chastised, um, you know, for saying, even though I'm from the East Coast, this is how we say it. But NEPGP stands for New England Pet Grooming Professionals, and it's a um, professional um, pet grooming trade show and, and seminars and grooming competition, and, and that's why I'm here. I'm the best-in-show judge. I'm judging... These doggy haircuts, okay, and right now I got Bichons and mixed breeds in the ring, and they look—they're looking pretty unbelievable at this point. Yeah. What? So, what? What do you think the most unusual haircut you've seen today? It's—it's it's actually, actually, I'm looking at one right now in the mixed breed division. You can almost do anything you want, and they have a poodle that's in a Bedlington Terrier cut, and if you don't know what a Bedlington, it looks like a lamb. Wow. You know, the hair um, over the face, the ears are tasseled, but um, they come in, in a steel gray color, and this this dog is white, so it's it's. A white Bedlington. It looks absolutely outrageous. Mm. Now, do you stand over the groomers as they're cutting and do you make them nervous when you do that? No. No, you know what? No, I don't like to do that. I'm actually outside outside the ring, sitting ringside with oh, my microphone and, and, and headsets on because I think that would make them more nervous. But um, every now and then you got to do your walkthrough. But the good thing about being the best in show judges is the other judges do all the work for you. <laughs> all I'm doing is going over the first place winners that they put up whether I agree with them or not, those are the dogs that I have to judge. And I don't always agree with um, with, with what they put up, but it is what it is. What are they going to win? Just the um, title? The best in, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a five, at this show, it's it's $5,000 trophy, um, a trip. I mean, they win a little bit of prize money. And, um, you know, um, people that place, they get some prize money as well. Well, but if don't you tell the IRS that. Oh, I won't. I won't. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. Thank you. They're not listening, On the right? No, of no. course not. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, look at the phone's ring. That must be all IRS agents. 1-866-405-8405. If you have a grooming question, the best in show, best groomer in the country is here to answer your questions. Dog father Joey Villani, as well as Dr. Debbie and animal communicator Joy Turner. Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. What's going on, girlfriend? Well, if you're going to San Francisco Airport, don't be surprised if you see some goats that may be getting in your way. <laughs> do I sound like a goat? No. Um, I think I do. Anyway, uh, I don't. is that a sheep? No, sheep and goats, they both baa, right? Yeah. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, 
you know what a goat looks like. Well, you may be seeing them at the airport. Don't worry. They're not going to be in line in front of you. They'll be on the outside. But I'll tell you why. That's the important thing. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Okay. Uh, Give that goat a lozenger. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's hit the phones. one 405 And we go to Hope. Hi, Hope. How are you? Good. What's going on? Um... I have a lion-headed rabbit, and he has fleas, and I was wondering how to get rid of him. Okay. And and you have other pets with your bunny, or is that the only critter in the home? Um, yeah, we have a dog and four cats. Oh, my. So you have yeah. quite the household there. All right. Yeah. So, so are you dealing with fleas on the other critters as well? Um, right now, the other animals have um, frontline um, front flea spray. Okay, sure. Okay, the tricky thing with bunnies is that when they make flea and tick products, there aren't these topical products that are actually labeled for rabbits. So that means that when they spend all that money on research, they can say, okay, this is good for a cat and a dog, and we've tested on them. But they don't test all these other critters like guinea pigs and rabbits. Um, so they're, when we use them, it's called off-label use. Now, that being said, we still got to do something, and we got to work on that because um, when you have multiple pets in the home, if we're not treating one of the critters and they're spending time in the same environment, we're not going to get control of that flea problem. So um, the types of things, now, if you're using Frontline on your dogs and cats, the one thing I would say is that's a big no-no for bunnies. Um, and in fact, Frontline, um, nothing bad about the product, but the actual ingredient is not tolerated well by rabbits. Um, it's uh, fipronil, and, and there can have there have been some reports of even bunnies dying with seizures. So if you apply that on your dogs and cats and your bunny is in close proximity, you want to make sure that there's no probability that your bunny can groom it or lick it off of those um, other pets. So the, the products we would look at were going to be some of the different ones. Um, there's uh, one called Revolution, which is an ingredient, Selamactin, um, which we use a lot for um, small mammals like guinea pigs and, and rabbits, um, as well as um, Advantage, uh, which includes um, a product, um, an ingredient called imidacloprid. Um, those we have used off-label for rabbits and is pretty well um, understood and they, they generally tolerate that very well. So I would say chat with your veterinarian, see if they carry those products there and um, just make sure your, your bunny is in good health, um, that there's nothing else going on with that skin. Because uh, sometimes you know, we'll also get you know sores and, and bunnies get some other types of moist skin infections down in the private areas real easily. So especially if they're doing a lot of itching, we want to make sure we take care of those things as well. Okay. All right. Well, very glad and thank you for calling um, because, uh, you know, this is definitely a big point. Summertime fleas are such a huge problem. And I think your call really points out that we got to hit all of those furry creatures in the house and take care of these. You actually have a bunny project going on this week, don't you? <laughs> this week, and it's rolling into next week, man. <laughs> yeah, we're working with um, the House Rabbit Society in Las Vegas, and um, there are situations where people dump their domesticated rabbits um, just out in the wild, golf courses, back backyards. And you know, the funny thing is, um, bunnies reproduce. <laughs> oh, really? Like rabbits? Yeah. So they say, yeah. And a rabbit, they continually breed. So as soon as they deliver a litter, they'll have a 
another one. So they can wow. have eight to ten litters in one year. Um, so, you know, if you count most litters or maybe five babies up to 12 at the most, you know, you can add uh, one bunny can make about 120 babies Holy in one year. Moly. So, yeah, so these problems get out of hand really quick. And so we're working with the House Rabbit Society and um, kind of a shelter out here to try to spay and neuter a household or a backyard where somehow 20 bunnies have appeared and have taken over the backyard. Mm. You really have a very entertaining job. You know, it's always, it seems, some weeks we have the craziest stuff. And this week we did do a double enucleation on a potbelly pig. What is that? Speak English. Okay. It it doesn't sound as creepy until I tell you the full story. Enucleation is a surgical removal of the eye. Ooh. So we remove both eyes from this potbelly pig. Yes, both. And why again? Well, this little guy had um, cataracts develop in his eyes, in the lens of his eyes. And the lenses popped out of their position, so he couldn't see anyways. Um, And it actually, when that happens and when the lens pops forward, it causes a lot of pain, inflammation, and, um, you know, flies were getting attracted to his eyes. So it was a real problem for him and for the pet owner. Isn't that kind of extreme, though? Well, not at all, no. I mean, there's a lot of indications in dogs where, say, they might have um, glaucoma, a condition where they have high pressures in their eye, and we just can't control it with medicine appropriately. Um, Removing the eyes takes away the pain. So it's um, actually the most humane thing if medical therapy fails. And, you know, because he's already been blind, he knows how to get around, and it's going to make him a a happier pig. He won't be lost. He'll be able to get around just fine, huh? Well, he was already blind, Hal. Okay. Yeah, he was already blind, so he's kind of compensated. He knows the environment. He's just going to be a happier boy. I count my blessings every day. Okay. There you go. Dr. Debbie, one 405 if you want to talk to her or Joey Villani, dog father Joey Villani, live from Rhode Island this week, or animal communicator Joey Turner. They're all here at your beck and call. Animal Radio is brought to you by... New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. K9 Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and K9 Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. There's no doubt that it's a great time to be alive. Our grandparents could only imagine smartphones, GPS tracking, robotic vacuums, and the litter robot. Yes, I said the litter robot. Technology that automatically cleans the litter box for you. No more nasty litter boxes to stink up the house and always a clean, safe place for your kitties to do their business. It's so efficient and earth-friendly that you'll use half the litter, saving both time and money. And the litter robot doesn't need any special waste receptacles, chemicals, or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter. This is how it works. Seven minutes after your cat uses the litter robot, the patented litter sifting system automatically empties the waste directly into a bag-lined waste drawer, leaving a clean bed of litter for the next use. We know you'll love it so much, we offer a 90-day guarantee. You're on the cutting edge of technology, so why are you still cleaning the litter box the old-fashioned way? Step up to the self-cleaning litter robot. Available online at litterrobot.com. That's litter-robot.com. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer.
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Hey everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again, my brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that, say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio, Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You got it. I knew the Animal Radio, like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets. They will rock your world. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Animal communicator Joey Turner is bridging that gap. Dog father Joey Volani helping you with those grooming questions. He is live in New England this week at a grooming contest. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. I'm pouring through the newspaper and I see that our friend Wendy Diamond had her marriage. Well, not her marriage, her dog's marriage. Actually, it uh, the dog that she was going to get married originally, Lucky, passed. Right, from cancer. From cancer. So she, uh, I guess, is this a new dog she yes. had? Yes, she, she's got a new little dog. Got a brand new dog, and they had the most expensive pet wedding in history, according to Guinness World Records, at $158,000. Whoa. Yeah. So take it, this is an arranged marriage, More than then, my right? wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it is arranged. It, uh, she married, or the dog married. Chili Pasternak, a poodle. I am. You know what's funny about that? What? I am looking at her groomer right now in the ring. The person who grooms those dogs. Really? I'm actually staring at right in the ring. Yeah, she's a front runner. Oh wow, that's wow. cool. Well, that was a pretty expensive wedding. I'll put a picture up at the website of uh, the animals that. if you want to see that. There, getting married. By the way, that went to help. That was all for a good cause. All the services were donated for that wedding, and then the people that spent $150,000 to get into the wedding, all spent it to benefit, uh, I should have read this article before, it was to benefit something good, Oh, the Humane Society of New York, New York, so all for a good cause there, and Wendy Diamond doing fine work again. Also, uh, let's see, also in the news, in Las Vegas, where uh, Dr. Debbie hails from and she practices two chimpanzees escaped a backyard Thursday and uh, police ended up shooting one and killing it the the police said that they had no choice but to kill it after the agitated animal escaped from the backyard enclosure was it a show animal or just someone's pet you never know in Las Vegas are you allowed to have them Yeah. You know, there, there's certain permits that you have to have through the USDA and in different agencies. So, yeah, and actually in Las Vegas, it, there's a, it's crazy because people can have exotic pets, big cats, chimpanzees. And believe it or not, a few years ago, we had a, uh, a resident who had problems getting their potbelly pig permitted in their neighborhood. Hmm. 
So, you know, it's crazy. But, yeah, we do have a lot of exotic animals. And, you know, chimpanzees are such strong, powerful primates. And, uh, you know, they can do a lot of damage. 170, 180-pound uh, primate, um, you know, we've seen it in the news where they can tear off faces and, and injure people and kill them. Well, I've got to ask why it wasn't tranquilized. Why the uh, police didn't pull in yeah, somebody that had a, a tranquilizer you know, that, gun. That, 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 that really bothers me. It bothers me, too. To, to no extent. And, and I don't know what the situation was with the animal control authorities, but, you know, if you got a running chimp coming at you and there's nobody with a trank gun around, I think you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> stun yeah, gun, perhaps? Right. I don't know. They have those stun guns? I don't know. Well, I guess they didn't want to find out. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, head to the phones and help Paul with his problem. Calling for Dr. Debbie. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good today. Where are you calling from? Uh, right now, I'm in South Carolina. I'm a truck driver. How can we help you, sir? I've got two issues with two of my aunt, my dogs. Uh, one of them, every time it thunders and lightnings, fireworks go off. Uh, Cody, he's a wolf hybrid. He shakes, gets up underneath your legs. You can't get away from him. You know, you sit there. I, I try to console him when I'm home, but you know, there's times when I get home and uh, the lady that lets him in and out, you know, did go there before the storm or whatever and you know there's big old messes everywhere and Last has he time. always been this way or did you get him when he was a, a, a youngin or is he, was he an older dog no I, i've had him ever since he was a puppy Okay. He used to wreck with me in the truck. Yeah, and, and noise phobia is actually one of the biggest problems we have behaviorally with dogs. Um, it's so common. Um, the challenge is twofold. One is to manage a dog who's having an acute crisis with a, a, a phobia. The second part is to try to help prevent it. And they're totally different things because you can't fix a problem just by trying to dampen their response. You have to go back to the beginnings of where this fear begins. Um, so to deal with the frightened pet, the one that's having these um, behaviors, we look at a couple things. If at all possible, we try to shield them as much as we can from some of these noises. Um, when that can't happen, we look at using um, different things. There's the thunder shirt, which for some dogs can be wonderful. I've had a lot of clients have some really good response by putting the compressive anxiety wrap on their pet. Usually about 30 minutes before they get into the kind of the anticipated storm time. Um, have that on them, and it has a natural way of calming them. Um, also, uh, pheromone collars, which are uh, scent hormones that um, relax the pet in a kind of calming way. The, these therapies can be helpful, but when you have a pet that has a really extreme anxiety and they're hurting themselves or are putting a risk to you know, the household or to themselves, then I'll often look at um, anti-anxiety medications. And there's different classes of what we may dabble into, and for me, it depends a little bit on timing and how often the problem occurs. Um, for me, if it's a long-term problem where we anticipate a lot of storms coming on for a period of time, I'll use something kind of more in the anti-anxiety family, something like a, a tricyclic antidepressant. Uh, clomipramine is one that we use a lot in dogs. That's something we can give regularly, and it helps to build up with time. It's not something that's a quick fix. We also can use, along with that, a different class of drug. And one I use a lot is called alprazolam. And that's kind of right before the noise, right before the fireworks are going to go off. Oh, my God. So Fourth of July, we were just, oh, we had so many calls coming in uh, about pets that were having fear. So if we need to use these kind of medications, we do that with veterinary direction. Um, right. but, to, to, but to get at the core of it, the core of these fears and anxiety is 
the noise sets things off and it's their amplified anxiety to that noise, which really isn't all that serious. So we have to go through a, a period of desensitizing and counter conditioning. So that means desensitizing is basically playing sounds of storms or upsetting noises at a very low level. And we practice that, let the pet hear that, and we, we reward calm, quiet behavior when that is on at a very low level. With time, you raise that volume up and you're actually desensitizing them to the noise. The counter conditioning is we're trying to pair that noise, that fearful stimulus with something that's really favorable. So maybe it's a treat you only pull out at special times and that becomes what you want them to pair that sound of the uh, the fireworks or the sound of the storm. Um, chew bones, uh, the interactive toys, things that you can hide food in for the pet. Those kind of things would be the positive uh, reward for a pet behaving calmly when they're faced with low levels of those kind of sounds. So, and that's kind of how you do your homework and try to how to correct that problem uh, for your pet or for other dogs, you know, down in the future. Uh, okay, that's awesome right there. Because um, last time I had to give him drugs from the vet, it knocked him out. Yeah, it knocked him for a loop, and it scared me. I didn't know if he was going to come out of it. It, it was that bad. Wow. Yeah. And some, some pets can be pretty sensitive with different tranquilizers. So, you know, if that's the case, you know, make sure you ch- mention that to your vet so we, you can back down to a little bit lower dosage there. Right. And number two, I've got a dog that will chew up pillows, blankets, comforters, shoes, pants. Um, <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. Okay. You know, what, what kind of dog is he? Uh, she's a Siberian Husky. Oh, okay. And my fiance is about ready to get rid of it because I got a picture this week that she chewed up her blanket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you have a breed that's very high energy, and a lot of these chewing, shredding behaviors are just pent-up energy and nowhere to put that out. So the biggest part of it is to really wear this child out with extreme activity. So we might be talking about getting into jogging, running, uh, fetching, swimming. Um, even if you have to hire a neighborhood kid to, to practice these activities if you're out on the road, we got to get your dog tired because that's when we get a quiet, calm dog. And I'll tell you, we actually have a treadmill at our office now and I have one of my employees dogs who is just destructive as heck at home and because he gets on the treadmill he comes home at night and he sleeps quietly and he's not urinating in the house and he's not getting into things and it really can make a huge difference so you cannot just skip the benefit of exercise in these pets the next part of it is just kind of briefly it's it's access and opportunity so we got to make sure that we're not leaving this baby as much as you might want free access you just can't trust her unless we've really exhausted her to the point um, that she's fatigued or you've got direct supervision so you just got to keep her um, you know confined in some manner that sounds great let us know if that works if you need a follow-up give us a call 1-866-405-8405 I, w- I would teach her how to sew so she can fix everything that she's chewing. <laughs> Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. 
So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Jimmy Bones. Today's Gold Bond Rescue Mission, itching for a birdie. I'm on the 10th green with Sam. Hey. And right now, he's sweating a tricky downhill putt from nine feet out. That's tricky because I'm all sticky and itchy. That's why I'm giving Sam the powder with the power. Gold Bond Body Powder. The encapsulated menthol protects skin, absorbs moisture, and relieves itching. Now if I miss, it's all on me. Relax. Gold Bond keeps you cool under pressure. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank Gold Bond. This stuff works. Hey, honey. Hi, Dad. What you drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me. Uh Huh? Mom. And Josh. Wow. Playing ball. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities. That owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at houselogic.com slash homeownership. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Officials at North Carolina's Wake Forest Primate Center are playing baby monkey sounds to try and lure a missing female monkey that escaped from the facility. The 16-year-old monkey's been on the loose in the Winston-Salem area despite efforts to recapture it. There have been several sightings, but the elusive primate disappears by the time animal experts arrive. You know, I've heard this story before. Elvis did this exact same thing. He's been sighted everywhere, but nobody can capture him. Officials say they're now trying baby monkey calls because the missing female is being used at the breeding center. John Tomlinson's dog, Hawkeye, was an important part of his life, and as it turns out, Tomlinson was an important part of Hawkeye's life. After the Navy SEAL was killed in Afghanistan last summer, more than a 1,000 friends and family attended the funeral in Rockford, Iowa, including his son, which is his dog, Hawkeye. He's a black lab. He laid down in front of Tomlinson's flag-draped casket. There the loyal dog stayed for the entire service. You probably saw pictures of this online. They had a lot of pictures uh, of, of the dog in front of that casket. What a touching photo that was. It's not unusual, pet experts say, for some dogs to mourn the loss of a person or animal housemate. Grief is one of the basic emotions that dogs experience, just like people, said Dr. Sophia Yin. She's a San Francisco vet and an applied animal behaviorist. Dogs also feel fear, happiness, sadness, anger, as well as possessiveness. Dogs who mourn may show similar signs to when they're separated for long periods from the individual they bonded to. Of those signs, the most common is depression, just like in humans, in which dogs will sleep more than normal, they'll move slower, they'll eat less, and they don't play as much. Interviews with astute pet owners for her upcoming book, How Animals Grieve and the Power of Observation, has also led to this conclusion. If a pet does mope around the house after the death of a canine or human companion, Yin suggests the best thing to do is to get the dog's mind off the loss by engaging in pet activities that they like. You know, throw, catch, do whatever, just get their mind off of it. Hey, if you are going to San Francisco, uh, San Francisco International Airport, soon don't be surprised if you see a strange sight. That is goats 
SFO is using goats to eat up some dry excess grass along the property there, right near the airport, because uh, they're trying to reduce the fire risk. The herd of 250 to 300 goats will be there for a couple weeks, according to an airport spokesperson. It's all part of a weed abatement program. The animals are brought over from Sycamore Farms in Watsonville, California. They explained that using chemicals or heavy machinery to clean up the land was out of the question because of the sensitivity of the habitat. There's two endangered species that lurk in that grass. Goats are nothing new at Airport Seattle. Tacoma International near Seattle also used them several years ago. But airport spokesperson there, Perry Cooper, said they stopped using them because it was not cost effective. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-654-6449. That's 1-800-654-6449. 1-800-654-6449. Attention parents and grandparents of young children. Gerber Life is accepting applications for their affordable grow-up plan. It's easy to help your child get off to a good financial start for just pennies a day. Free information will be sent to parents and grandparents who call now. Or you can apply right now over the phone if you'd like. The grow-up plan gives your child $10,000 in whole life insurance protection now, then doubles automatically to $20,000 later at no extra cost. Later on, your child can buy more, up to $100,000 in total protection, regardless of their health or job, 10 times the original amount. The grow-up plan also builds cash value over time that you can borrow from later. Help give your child a head start for just pennies a day. Don't wait. Call now for free information. For free information or to apply over the phone, call 1-800-372-4043. That's 1-800-372-4043. Call 1-800-372-4043 today. That is toll free to Animal Radio. And to our dream team, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Animal communicator, Joy Turner. Dog father, Joey Villani, not calling from an airport trying to flee the country. He's actually (laughs) at Warwick for the New England Pet Groomers Professionals Grooming Competition, where he's best best in show judge. And, but you uh, get a hard time with that. Yes, he does, I doesn't he? I certainly do, don't I? It's, I amaze myself still that I do this radio show every week. <laughs> you have Gurney the bird, who is uh, just an, an incredible bird. What kind of bird is Gurney? Gurney is an umbrella cockatoo. Um, it's um, one of the largest um, cockatoo. You know, remember Beretta? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. The bird on Beretta. That was an umbrella cockatoo. Did you see Beretta on the uh, Pierce Morgan show a couple weeks ago? Boy, he is... Um Blake is he's out there. I thought, he in, I thought he was in jail. No, he isn't. No, he's out. He should be. He's crazy. I guess Wait he got up. acquitted. Smart bird. Your bird. Actually, we just posted a video over at our Facebook page. Another reason to go to our Facebook page of Gurney dancing to some rock and roll music. He is a one talented bird. And it turns and out. I got to say something. Yes. Before, we, I didn't name Gurney because it was how the hell did you get that name? Gurney was six years old when, when I got her and they named her. But the bird can drive you crazy that you can go out on a Gurney. Um, that's cause the, <laughs> it's, it's like having, it's, it's equivalent from what they tell me because I don't have any kids. Kids, but it's equivalent to having a three-year-old child. But Forever. the bird has learned to do almost everything, including open doors and open drawers and throw all the clothes on the floor and <laughs> um, attack the dogs. When um, If you pay more attention to the dog, the bird will attack my, my terriers that will actually run for their life. Um, it's, I think many it's people don't appreciate how smart these birds are. And that's when a book when a book came across my desk called Gifts of the Crow, actually a best-selling book from Dr. John Marsleff. I said, let's get him on the show because the, the book talks about that very fact, how smart these birds are and what they learn from humans. And we welcome the doctor to the show. Dr. Marsleff, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Pleasure to be here. Sorry about the noise in the background. We're semi-live. From uh, from New England this week, the book no problem. "Gifts of the Crow." Uh, you know, when I first saw the title, I didn't know what exactly what it was all about. But uh, you talk about how smart these birds are. What made you so interested in them? Well, I guess really it is their ability to solve problems that, that caught my attention. I I studied them a long time, and every time you go out and watch them, they they kind of surprise you with a new trick or a new uh, way to to get along in their environment. They they can survive with us. You know, their their success is basically their ability to uh, learn uh, who among us is good and who among us is dangerous to them and, and where the good sources of food are that we provide and where the other sorts of dangers are that we provide. Now, please educate me. Is a crow and a raven the same thing? No, they're different species. There's... Um, there are about 140 species of birds in the family Corvidae, which the crows and ravens and jays and wow. magpies and things like that are in. Okay. Are some birds smarter than other birds? Yeah, some some birds are, are certainly smarter, but there's an awful lot of very smart ones. You, you mentioned the cockatoo earlier, and the parrots and the corvids, those jays and ravens and crows, they're right up at the top of the smart bird list. They have very big brains for their body size. When someone says bird brain... That's uh, that's actually could be a compliment. Oh, I think it's definitely a compliment. I mean, a bird brain is so small physically, and yet able to solve uh, the same sorts of problems in their environment that, that we can with our much bigger brain. One of the things you talk about in the book is how they use tree bark to wind surf. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. We had so many stories from people that have interacted with these birds. Um, that's what makes them intriguing as well, is they're right in your, your backyard and, and where you're out recreating. And this couple was hiking in Colorado and saw ravens, in this case, picking up uh, little uh, flakes of bark from the ground and holding them in their feet, uh, basically hanging eight, so to speak, because they have eight toes, and surfing in the wind. I was walking along the beach here, and all of a sudden I got almost hit in the head with a shell. And I, I, I didn't understand why are shells falling from the sky. And then I looked up and I saw that these seagulls pick up the shells, I guess clams, bring them to a, to a height where they can drop them, and they crack when they hit the ground. 
the shells. Exactly, and, and in fact, there was some really nice research done on that with crows, and they go to exactly the right height physically, the right height so that the force of the clam being dropped is just enough to break it, but not so much that it's hard to keep track of when it takes a ricochet. What are the key human characteristics these birds have? Well, we go through a variety of characteristics, and, you know, they're, they're paralleling us in, in this way, but they have extraordinary memories. They're, they have extraordinary emotions. And they're able to uh, express these emotions, much like we do, in, in terms of fear, in terms of uh, perhaps spite. Uh, they certainly um, are able to uh, voice their, um, their vocalizations in ways that are similar to ours. Their language certainly isn't as well-developed as the human language. No other animals is. But it's incredibly complex. And, and in fact, they, they mimic human voice, just like parrots and and they use those voice commands for their own good. Wow. What, what's the most surprising thing that you've learned about crows? Well, I guess two things really stand out. Uh, one, they recognize individual people and associate our past uh, experience with the bird um, with that face, just like we do. When, when you see a face or hear a voice, you immediately conjure up a biography of that uh, individual person. Well, it seems that crows do the same thing. And, and they remembered me uh, in a particular face that I capture birds with to, to study them, just to tag them and let them go. Hmm. Uh, they remembered me for over six years, and they rarely see that face. I mean, once or twice a year, and yet as soon as it comes out, boy, they're on it. What's the lifespan of a crow? Oh, they can live uh, up to 30 or more years in the wild. Oh. Uh, most, most of them die, you know, their first year. It's a very um, risky time to be a young bird in the nest. But if they make it to adulthood, they're very, very long-lived. And are these guys, are they monogamous, or do they mate with other birds? They're very monogamous. The whole family of uh, corvids is really typified by a very strong, lifelong monogamous pair bond. Did you ever, when I was in New Jersey, and um, they had a zoo, Turtleback Zoo, and they had a crow that spoke as good as any parrot that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, is that is that normal for a crow? It really is. I mean, it's, it's fascinating that, that you bring that up, but um, they can learn. If they're raised, typically they're raised as pets. They learn to speak. They're songbirds. They're the largest songbirds there are, and much like parrots, they're able to learn new sounds throughout their life. Uh, we've had birds that have uh, called kids back in, uh, imitating the mother's voice, and get the kid to run back in and, hey, hey Mom, where are you at? <laughs> Truly a great bird and a great book. Gifts of the Crow, How Perception, Emotion, and Thought Allow Smart Birds to Behave Like Humans by Dr. John Marsloff. He's joining us. I'm going to give away 10 copies right now at 1-866-405-8405. If you don't get it through, head on over to Amazon or to uh, Barnes & Noble and pick up a copy of this. It's a bestseller. Did you think it was going to be a bestseller? Well, no, you never do, um, but it's a, it's a popular topic because so many people, their lives are ingrained with these birds. It's not a rare animal that, that's not uh, to be found in your backyard. And, and so from that standpoint, it's one that people get interested in. It's a great read. I encourage you to go pick it up. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. We'll head back to the phones after this. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby.
this is my favorite part of the week. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Brought to you by Stella and Chewies. Healthy ingredients. Natural goodness. Raw USDA inspected meat. Raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. Visit StellaAndChewies.com to learn more. And check out their great cat food now, too. Not only just for dogs, but for cats, too. It's toll-free. 1-866-405-8405 to our Dream Team. And for Animal Communicator, we have Brian for Joy Turner. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Hey, guys. How's everything going? Good. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. I was concerned about Bobby Lee a little bit uh, last week. Uh, we had been out of the truck uh, for uh, about two weeks, and uh, I put him back in it, and, boy, he got all kind of, I don't know, he just seemed lethargic and upset, and uh, he's coming around. Him and I are hanging out at the truck stop with uh, right now, playing with some toys, but uh, I wanted to, that's what I wanted to call and ask uh the animal communicator, what she thought, or what Bobby Lee's kind of expressing here, why was he so down? Bobby Lee says to tell you that he got really used to having more outside freedom kind of space to move around in. Then he felt like he was in the truck a lot previous to that. So his real thing that he would enjoy is if you could do pretty much exactly what you're doing and maybe even a little more often give him more out of the truck time more attention because his in his mind those two weeks that you were out of the truck pretty much your attention was on him most of the time and he really really loved that so if you could incorporate more of that into your truck stays and make it more kind of like a little vacation when he's in the truck that could be good for him and he would be settling back into his routine of being able to drive around with you. Well, I kind of thought that's what it was when he, because I, I mean, I bought some of these little plants and put in here so he could chew on them mm-hmm. at the pet warehouse. And exactly. uh, then he kind of came around a little bit and then been playing with him and he's uh, bought him some new uh, bird toys. So we've been playing around with those. Good. And the other thing he would like to do is run around a little more if you could manage to do that. I'm not sure how you could necessarily do that at truck stops, but if there's a way that you could incorporate more running around for him, that would be well, very beneficial we, in his thoughts. We do that when we're at the office. We play chase on the inside of the office. He'll reach up and tag me in the, in the arm, and then I'll chase him. Perfect. Then, the more uh, of that but, you uh, can do, Brian, the better he's going to like it. I quit. I quit. Uh, putting the things on his nails he hated that but he's not he's not laying off my my scratching my chairs and stuff though and i bought everything known to man he wants you to be really proud of him and he wants you to know he's incredibly proud of you for listening to him (laughs) about the nail thing you know well i appreciate you've been a great resource thank you very much and thank you for listening to animal radio 1-866-405-8405 to connect with our dream team. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. 
Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my I'm mouth so caffeinated right now, can I tell you? I'm yeah. barely holding it together. Good day, everyone. It's Vinnie Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio. I'd like to tackle two... Uh, there are two age-old sayings I'd like to see vanquished as the animal lover that I am, as the party animal that I am. The first is the saying, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Well, uh, why would you? That's insane. What gratification is there in that? If anything, you should uh, perhaps uh, bow your head and take a moment of silence for this fallen animal, one of God's creatures. Why would you... Where does the thought... Pro Who's the guy who came up with, ah, that's like beating a dead horse. Why, have you done that? Is that something you've done? And and it was gratifying in some capacity. I don't even understand the sentiment behind that saying. Was it on a racetrack? Were, were you yelling at the owner? I told you he would lose. Damn, I told you he would lose. See, now I'm beating a dead horse. Who came up with this saying? What... what that is one saying I want vanquished. Vanquished. Another one I I would like vanquished along the same lines is uh yeah I'd like to kill two birds with one stone. Well, why kill any birds? Not only do I think it's completely impossible to kill two birds with one stone. I mean that's 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 a hell of a stone. You have a hell of a slingshot, and that's a hell of a uh, uh, emaciated first bird. But who again to 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 ask a question? Who came up with that one? You know what I'd like to do today is kill two birds with one stone. You know what I mean? Get two things done at the same time. You know, I'd like to get two things done at the same time. Works just as well. Vinny Pet, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That is toll free to animal communicator Joy Turner, veterinarian Doctor Debbie, and dog father Joey Volani. And uh, you can also get us on our Facebook page at Animal Radio, and tweet us at Animal Radio. Don't forget the Animal Radio app for iPhone and for Android. And uh, by the way, speaking of Facebook, over at the Facebook page. We have a picture up there of a brand new contraption that's uh, kind of a, like a harness that fits around a dog and has a little poop bag at the end. So supposedly you can take your dog for a walk and it poops in it automatically. And we posted that picture up there. I thought it was a joke. Kind of like a doggy diaper with a pouch. Yeah, it was Let really... Let me ask you something. Yes. What happens when the dog goes, goes into a spin? You ever see when the dog goes into the spin? Does the <laughs> stuff fly everywhere? Yeah, you know, I, I thought that this was a joke, but it is for real. It is on the level. They actually have this device and they're trying to sell it. I encourage you to go over to our Facebook page and uh, at Facebook and Animal Radio and check it out. Look at it. A lot of strange comments, mostly negative comments, although there was one comment from a handicapped person that said this would be great for somebody who's in a wheelchair that's handicapped. I think it's just a, a lazy person, lazy person's way of not picking poop up after they go for a walk. And, and frankly, I think to put the harness on takes as much time as it does to pick up your dog's Longer, poop. Longer, yeah. What do you think, Dr. Debbie? You've seen the picture, haven't you? 
you know, it kind of reminded me of like when you see horses. Don't they kind of do that with horses where they have the poo shoot where like the poo gets caught? But yeah, no, I thought it was ridiculous. And I think I'm with Joey. My Labradors would be flinging it like, what the heck you got back there? No way would they tolerate that. Catapult. I know uh, Ladybug would be humiliated. Check out this strap on poop catcher over at uh, Facebook.com slash Animal Radio. By the way, they are not a sponsor. And, uh, no, we don't advocate those. Uh, we just got... That sounds... You know, that sounds like a fetish, um... A fetish, <laughs> a strap-on poop catcher. <laughs> <laughs> something you'd see on a dominatrix site. Yeah, I thought it was like a yes. chastity belt or something. Uh, we did get on our Facebook page a question for Joey Villani, a lady who uh, listens on XM, and she... Uh, I guess Bridget is her name. Bridget? Yeah, Bridget. Randy and Bridget, listening on XM, and they heard you talking about flea and tick products... And they want to know, what about using a dilute solution of tea tree oil, either as a rinse or after bathing or in a spray bottle? They say that they heard it works well, but they were wondering if it would be toxic on their corgi. Well, it's, it's funny because in a lot of fleet products in, in the grooming industry, tea tree is one of the um, active ingredients. Now, I would not put it on full strength on, on, on my dog um, because, honestly, I don't know... I, I, I wouldn't know what it's saying. I got the veterinarian here. I'm actually, um, um, you know, telling me in my ear. But um, what, what, um, the remedy that I know of, and I'm going to ask Dr. Deb when, when, um, you know, as soon as I get done um, talking about it, was 20 drops of tea tree oil to um, a um, pint of distilled water. With a little um, um, alcohol in there, just just to um, break it down a little bit, so it mixes. And as a light spray, you don't use it to kill the fleas, but what you do is you use it as a remedy to, to repel them, to keep them off the dog. Um, and I would not put this on a cat because a cat cleans themselves up and, and, and is a little bit more sensitive to um, to things than, than than your dogs. And I would do a light spray on the coat, very lightly, don't saturate, and and that usually will help to keep um, you know. Um, flies and fleas away. Ticks, that's a little bit different story. Yeah. Dr. Debbie, well, how do you feel about that, yeah. Dr. Deb? You, you know what? The thing that scares me is just when people hear, oh, tea tree oil. Yeah, sure, I'll put some on. So, yeah, I, I definitely don't want that 100% tea tree oil. It is toxic. And you're right, Joey. Cats are the worst for it. So, you don't want to apply that to your cats in that high concentration. But that being said, tea tree oil is common in a dilute uh, percentage in a lot of products. So, so, in that diluted form, should be okay. But uh, don't play around with the uh, pure stuff. There you go. You heard it from the doc there. And I see a lot of shampoos have this stuff in it. I always worry about that. You know, it's it's weird. You hear tea tree oil is not good for your animals. You hear that garlic and onions not good for your animals. But yet I still see these products that have all of these in them. So I'm all, I always stay away from them in any concentration. I'm, I'm frightened, especially with Ladybug, who's like such a small little dog. It, I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't take much of anything to hurt her. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I, I'm, I'm begging you, spay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets because we love them so damn much. We do some crazy things for our animals. 
And this is the radio show where it's okay if you're a little over the edge with your animals. If you like to spoil your animals, you should feel welcome here. That's not over the edge, Hal. That's normal. Some people call us crazy, but... (laughs) We're pretty normal here. And if you'd like to check in with us, 1-866-405-8405. If you're brand new to Animal Radio, to my left, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father, Joey Villani, who wakes you up on Animal Planet on Sunday mornings. And Joey (laughs) Turner, not a pretty sight, although he has lost 48 pounds. Animal communicator, Joey Turner, she can bridge that gap. Even if your animal is your childhood animal and doesn't live anymore, she can talk to them, so she says. And Dr. Debbie, who's, you know, she comes in with some interesting cases. She practices in Las Vegas, so you can figure how interesting her practice is. Uh, first thing I want to know is when are you going to stop practicing and do it for real? That's that's yeah. my question. It's an art. We practice so we get good, so oh. we get better. You only get better with age, right? And you see some <laughs> weird cases down there. What was the weirdest case this week, would you say? Oh, you know, it's a combination this week. Uh, I think it's the crazy things that dogs that we removed out from their insides. Um, so what I would term this week would be probably marbles and muck. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, so marbles, you can kind of figure what that would be. Uh, a little dachshund um, in, was vomiting and actually ingested a couple uh, kids' marbles. How did you uh, figure out that's what they were? Um, actually, you could tell pretty easily on the x-rays. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, quite interesting. Uh, we could see a little defect in the area where that was present. Um, so fortunately, doing great up to his barking, um, just like he would normally do. Um, and then the muck, which uh, actually is probably my layman's term for what was fun. And we call it a trichobezoar. Um, kind of a cool word, but it's it's actually a, an accumulation of hair and kind of all congregated into this solid mass um, when we get solid things along with grass, hair, fabric. Oh my. It becomes a really tight, um, almost ball that um, often won't pass out of the stomach, um, sometimes in other parts of the digestive tract. But just, uh, you know, dogs eating crazy things and it kind of all balling up into this really peculiar looking softball type thing. <laughs> How do you get rid of it? Well, it's, it's surgery. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, these things get to the certain point in size where they're not going to pass through naturally. Um, so you have to go in surgically, remove them. And the good thing is that generally, because everything's balled up into one spot, if you get that out, sew them back up, um, things go very well. Uh, but you got to correct some of the problems that lead to them having that in <laughs> yeah. the first place. <laughs> no more marbles lying around. <laughs> yes, the marbles, or in the case of dogs that might, you know, overly groom or chew up carpets or beds, you know, you want to really be smart about picking the right items and the toys that you have in your house. You don't want to end up at Dr. Debbie's office for any reason whatsoever. Keep that animal healthy. But if you nothing do that, personal, do. nothing personal. Yeah. It's, hey. <laughs> well, you know, since I got you here, I want to ask you about my cat, because that's the one thing about working on an animal show, is if I have problems with my animals, I can just ask any one of the dream team. My cat, Tiggers, vomits a lot. I mean, she's just a, you know, and I'm not sure if it's always hairballs. I mean, sometimes there's a hairball in it. Sometimes it's just liquid. liquid. But she does it every day or every other day. And I'm worried that I should be worried. Well, you know, the first thing I have to say is that hairballs are overrated as a cause of vomiting. They're more a symptom of it. Okay. So cats have eaten rodents for eons, and they have passed that hair through just fine. When they don't, it generally means there's a problem or a disturbance with vomiting. So, you know, if we're seeing vomiting that regularly, we really got to start from the beginning and look at things like diet. Um, and, and for me, I would tell you how. Get those damn treats 
out of the kitchen. Ah. <laughs> You've got to cut the treats out. you got to simplify the diet and really stick to one sole food and not mix them all up. Um, if canned food seems to upset her tummy more, then you take that away and you stay to the dry and really kind of work down that road. Um, and then if we need to, then I go into the hypoallergenic diets, um, those that are more suited for dealing with a cat who could have some inflammatory bowel disease, mm. which can be a tough diagnosis, hard to figure out without doing more invasive tests. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have you take a look at her before you leave today. one 405 Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team this hour, Doris Day joins us for the season of stars right here on Animal Radio. Don't forget your dream team, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Dog father, Joey Volani, with your grooming questions. He's coming to us live today from uh, New England, and we also have animal communicator Joy Turner bridging that gap. Uh, Joey is a judge, in fact, best in show judge at one of these, what do they call it again? I, I get the name. It's a, it's a long name. It's, it's a, it's, it's N-E-P-G-P. It's New England Pet Grooming Professionals. It took me a little while to get that down. Say it three times fast, you know. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to go. Not that not I was going to say it. I'm just, I'm just rhetorical. Yes. Exactly. Uh, but you are answering grooming questions today. It is toll free at one 405 8405 Now, you're actually judging other groomers that are cutting animals. So these aren't just like animals that, uh, you know, like Westminster. These are animals that are getting clipped at a, a breakneck speed. Like, what, two hours they have? They got they got um, two and a half hours, this particular class. Um, I said two hours before, but I was um, wrong. It's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours and, to cut. Um, it's a lot of dog, um, even the small dogs, because they have to come in with at least eight weeks of hair growth that's been untouched. Oh. Um, yeah, so, so it's a lot It's a lot of hair out there. It's all over the floor. It's all over my black suit. You know, you know, uh, works, you know. What's the hardest animal, the hardest dog to cut hair? The squirming um, the one. one that, the, one that, the one that tries to bite you. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, honestly, it's it really, that's that's a hard question because it, it, it really is, it's individual, more or less. Um, dogs that are, that are difficult, though, Portuguese water dogs, Bedlington Terriers, um, mm. You know, just dogs that are, they require a lot, probably a lot more attention. Okay, well, if you want to talk to the groomer, he's here right now. Stacy Cohen working in the newsroom, uh, chopping on a donut. I have her with a mouthful of food. <laughs> what? Okay, she swallowed. What's going on? Well, guess what? Uh, Don't you hate it when you get on a plane and you're sitting next to somebody who's really fat and they smell and they want to keep talking to you? That's like, <laughs> those are like my two pet peeves. One, that somebody won't shut up. And another where half their body is sitting on, on my armrest. <laughs> I hate that. Well, it could be better. You might be able to sit next to a potbelly pig now. Mm-hmm. The Department of Transportation has drafted some new guidelines that will allow animals. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. It might be an improvement. I think I sat next to one of yeah. them once. But then I found that it was a woman. Ooh. What you got to do is if, if that ever happens, you know talk to them, start talking to them insanely that you're surprised that they even let you back on an airplane after that last cannibalism incident. And find out how fast they move to the back seat in the plane. 
1-866-405-8405. Hi, Angela. Hello. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Midway, Kentucky. Midway, Kentucky. Well, why don't you have a Kentucky accent? Central Kentucky is not as heavy in that Kentucky accent. I'm sure you'll hear bits and pieces of it, though. I'm hearing it now. <laughs> I just love it. What's going on with your animal? Well, I have a one-and-a-half-year-old Maltese female. She is having extreme anxiety with my 15-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had her for about two months, and she's anxious with every stranger. I think I am the only person that she seems comfortable with. But with my son, it's very extreme. She will growl and whimper and bark, run and hide, and get her away from him as fast as she possibly can. Mm. And she also won't eat or drink when he's around. And she is underweight, and I'm working with her vet to get her weight up. But when she won't eat with my son around... It mm-hmm. makes me worried about her health, but also just the behavior. And Are you anxious when your son's around? Absolutely not. <laughs> and your son lives with you full-time, or does he come and go? He comes and goes. Um, meaning, is he uh, reside in two households or just in yours? Two households. Okay. Okay, because that can make a big difference when we have someone who is stationed in the home, and that is the full-time residence versus someone who comes and goes. So um, we can deal with this a couple different ways. The first thing that as much as we can, if your son was with you and he lived in your home all the time, I would like him to take over all of the feeding duties and you to not provide the food. Um, okay. It doesn't work if you as a primary caregiver is still offering food or treats or snacks in any other way. So it takes some tough love to do this. So if there's a way that we can do this with your son being around enough, I would definitely recommend that. Um, but it does take a lot of difficulty um, to look in those eyes and to say, I'm sorry, I can't feed you. And then your son <laughs> is the one that well, presents that food. If she were interested in all in food, I wouldn't have any trouble doing that. I have to coax her to eat anyway. I don't have well, any trouble turning over those duties to him when he's there. Okay, and then the other thing is that beyond just regular food, we want him to be like the the super treat guy. So, you know, this is the time when I take off my veterinary hat and I'll say, you know, this is where we pull out the cheese. You know, we pull out something really yummy that she enjoys, whether that's um, peanut butter, um, you know, a little piece of a hot dog, things like that that are going to be beyond what she sees in her dog bowl. Something that's a little bit more exciting and use that as the thing that he presents when he first arrives to the house. And uh, whether or not she takes it, she probably won't the first times. Um, but that becomes a pattern, and that's going to be the pattern that when he arrives, that's the thing she gets. And, again, those type of things she should not get at any other time. It's only going to be special when he arrives. Okay. Um, so that would be one thing environmentally. Um, now, for some doggies that have just extreme anxiety about everything. I like to get a behaviorist to work with them, um, partly to teach them some confidence, because a lot of this is really fear-driven. Um, if they're fearful and, and they don't have any confidence, they will uh, ba- basically be anxious with just about anything, from sounds to new people to anything. So um, that will mean kind of getting into some true leash work um, with you, um, where we practice the basic commands and get her comfortable with those things. And then what I would love to see happen is for you to go on walks 
books and to have your son accompany you. And uh, just in kind of maybe on the other side of your position where you're going along with your son and just the presence of him is becoming tolerated. And then we have her practice her sitting behaviors on the walk. You're walking along, you ask her, sit. And then he's over there and you want to reward her for just kind of going along with the flow and doing her normal doggy things, not paying any attention to him. Eventually then what I ask would be to get him on the opposite side of her and just to have her tolerate that. You know, not even handling her, not even touching her, not even necessarily talking to her, um, but just tolerating his presence. And it kind of sounds horrible when you tell your son, I've got to teach my dog to tolerate you, but um, oh, that's, what we're, <laughs> that's what we're working for. So um, so those steps I think we can get to. Now, I do honestly have a couple doggies that have had to get into some anti-anxiety medicine because they have just anxieties with everything uh, from noises right. to different shapes of bowls, the different appearances of food bowls freak them out. So for those doggies, I really do think that um, behavioral medications can help as we do these different changes and we try to help them manage um, their environment. So that might be something to see your veterinarian, make sure she's in good health, and then if that's something we can do to help her out, I would definitely look at it. Okay. Well, I will try those things, and we will be diligent about it and see if we can get her more comfortable. Good luck Absolutely. with that. If you uh, have any trouble, if it's not working for you, give us a call back. We'll do a follow-up for you, okay? Okay, that would be great. I think that was bad advice because I would just get rid of the 15-year-old because you know how I hate <laughs> kids. Joey. And it just makes it, makes it a lot well, makes it a lot easier, you uh, know? I mean, I'm with you Joey. 15 years already. 15 years, that's enough time to get it. Get out of the house. Go get Get a job. Head to Vegas, where you can bring your dog for the Pet Day program. It's a unique program for guests and their four-legged friends available at Flamingo, Bally's, and Harris Resorts in Las Vegas. It includes the food and the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and even a specialty room service menu. You can find out more details at Caesars.com slash Day Las Vegas. And tonight in Las Vegas, if he was alive, you'd swear he was alive, Michael Jackson, MJ Live, a Michael Jackson tribute. That's at the Crown Theater at Rio. Caesars Palace Paris, Planet, Hollywood, Harris, Flamingo, Bally's, Rio, and Imperial Resorts in Las Vegas all are part of the Pets Day program and all sponsor Animal Radio. Maybe your dog can sit. Maybe he can roll over. Maybe he can even play dead. But when you tell him to stay, he's never done it like this. Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas proudly announce pet-friendly accommodations. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. Hey, honey. Hi, Dad. What's your drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me. Huh? Mom. And Josh. Wow. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities. That owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at HouseLogic.com slash homeownership. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. 
The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-654-6449. That's 1-800-654-6449. toll free to the dream team. Animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, Dr. Debbie all here answering your questions. Uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she's actually fielding a few phone calls too today. She's usually asleep. What's the deal? You got cats calling, dogs calling, asking questions about their humans? I guess so. She's becoming very popular now. Oh. Speaking of popular, Doris Day will join us in just a few minutes for the season of stars. You know, when, when Judy said Doris Day was going to be on the show, I said, are you sure she's still alive? <laughs> I just thought the same thing. <laughs> We figure from the crib to the grave, we had Brett Michaels on now, Doris Day, uh, all here in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. So are you planning your summer vacation and you just can't decide where to go because you don't want to leave your animals at home? I, that's how I feel. I'm leaving on vacation next week and I'm thinking, gosh, I don't want to leave my dogs for a week, but I have a little separation anxiety and I'll be fine. Once I'm there and nobody's barking. Anyway, um, I do have a list of some of the best places to go. You know in Boston on Saturdays you can sail with your dog for free? Wow. How cool is that? I'll tell you all about the different places coming up on Animal Radio News. You know, that was a problem here. Um, Coming out on being in Warwick, Rhode Island, um, my wife was supposed to come out. But, you know, I don't like to put my pets in the kennel. So uh, we couldn't find anyone to come to the house. And um, it's, um, you know, one of those things. So that's that's good to know. But I'll tell you, it's not that bad because I'm I'm like one of 20 men in the whole building with like 300 Uh, women and an uh, investment show judge. So as long as my wife. Not listening. I'm, 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 I'm okay. You know she is listening. I'm going to send her a clip. I'm going to send yeah, her a text. I know, right you, now. I know you throw me right under the bus, <laughs> just like that. Of course, Joey Volani today broadcasting from the New England Pet Grooming Professionals Grooming Contest, where he is best in show judge. I don't know how he got this gig, but I don't know if I'd ever want to be judged I by Joey cheap. Volani. Yeah, is that it? Best in the nation. If you want the best in the nation, best in show judge to help you with your grooming problems, now is the time to check in. Uh, what are you going to be talking about today? Um, what am I going to be talking? Oh, oh, no, no. Okay, so I got sidetracked here with the show. <laughs> I'm going to talk to people about if they can't afford their grooming for their pets, they, they, there is alternative options that on work just wonderful. Hey, that's on the way. Let's hit the phones. one 405 8405 It's funny. I got so many people looking at me like, you know, what is he doing? <laughs> Don't they know who you are? He's just talking to himself. Yeah, but usually, usually when they see me, I'm behind a camera, and, and, and um, they don't see they don't see the radio side of me. Usually, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's take a call for Doctor Debbie. By the way, this portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Lubricin. Don't let your pets suffer with joint dip discomfort and their discomfort with Lubricin. It tastes great. Mm-mm, I've actually tasted a little bit of it. I was going to ask you. You tried it. I try everything I give my animals. Animals love it. Visit them at www. Lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about your venison breath, Hal. It's not, not good. 
Uh, Jeannie, thank you so much for calling us today. Be thankful you're on that side of the phone. What's going on with your animal? Hi, thanks so much for taking my call. I adopted a female black and brown tabby a little over a year ago from my local animal shelter. Uh, she was about three years old at the time, and she's the indoor-only cat. We're getting ready to move August 1st, um, and uh, she'll be in her carrier. I'll buckle in next to me in a U-Haul for about nine hours. Um, okay. Our new home will be in a considerably warmer client than what we have here on the coast. And I'm just wondering how to make her uh, the most comfortable on the trip as far as like a mild sedation um, or something along those lines. And, and how long of a, a drive was that again? I'm sorry? It's going to be about nine hours. Nine hours. Okay. And what's your kitty like in the a car? If you're, if you're getting her in a carrier and going to the vet, what, what does she normally behave? Um, she's not real thrilled about it. She, Like I said, she was an animal shelter cat. So um, I think there might be a little bit of uh, post-traumatic stress from being in a cage and stuff. She's not real happy in there. So that's kind of what my concern was about trying to keep her comfortable for that length of time. Okay. Well, for me, I always like to try to go drug free if we can. Um, mm-hmm. and if you have, t- if you have time in advance, then there's a lot we can do to get her acclimated to the carrier. Um, mm-hmm. and that w- would entail, um, opening the carrier. I take the top off of it and start feeding the kitty inside the carrier, using that as kind of a safe spot, a place where we're going to associate very good things. Um, and then, mm-hmm. Also, eventually put the lid back on and doing the same thing. So if we have time to do that, then we can make the appearance of the carrier not always that frightening. Because the worst thing you could do is only put your cat in the carrier when you go to the vet because they start to really pair that um, that association together. Um, and then with yeah. time, what I would ask you is to, to put the kitty in the carrier and then to do very short little runs back out of the driveway, go back in the house. Another day you would you know go around the block and go back into the house so that we're associating not always something really scary with the event of being in the carrier as well as being in the car. For me, that's that, that would be the number one thing I would do. Um, now, we can try some other things along the way to help um, your kitty be a little bit more okay with that. And one would be um, using a dilute lavender oil um, on the carrier or on the bedding. Um, it's kind of a holistic, natural way that we can help to relax a, a pet. And we don't want her to ingest it. So you don't want to put the pure product on her and you don't want her to actually ingest it. But it's just kind of one of those kind of holistical things. Um, The other thing would be pheromones. Um, There's types of sprays that you can spray the carrier, and that uh, pheromones are scent hormones that help to relax the pet, uh, kind of a natural calming. Uh, That face, if you ever see kitties rubbing their face on things when they're just really happy and smiling, um, that's that type of pheromone. It's the facial rubbing pheromone. So that's how that works for that. If we need to get into um, tranquilizers, then we can. Um, There's some on the market that I feel work really good. Some don't, and it always depends on the patient um, whether or not I feel comfortable with that. So I would always want to make sure we'd have a recent veterinary exam, listen to the heart and lungs, make sure everything else is in good shape, and that we can metabolize those drugs. So if we have to go there, then I would say, you know, I talked to your veterinarian about, we commonly use one called acepromazine, alprazolam is another one that can be used. Um, if we use drugs like that, we would want to use that just at the beginning of the trip. Um, and I really wouldn't typically redose on a nine-hour trip. 
Um, but my, my hope is that you don't have to kind of get into that. And if you keep her in her kennel during the transport, then you're going to do well with that. Um, we don't want cats running loose in the car ever, ever, because it's yeah. more upsetting for them <laughs> to see everything moving yeah. around. Yeah, I figured if I had her real close to me, buckled in uh, with her carrier and stuff next to me on the bench there at the, on, in the U-Haul, um, mm-hmm. she'd be more comfortable if I can, you know, pet her a little bit and talk to her and stuff. And um, I do have her carrier in the house. I've had it in for about two or three weeks now next to her food dish and where her water is and stuff just to kind of, okay, here's your carrier. Remember that? <laughs> good, so, good. And then the yeah. other part of this this w- the challenge is once you arrive, um, what I would d- definitely suggest is just pick one small zone, one small area where you can have her set up and get comfy with. So don't let her have full run of the house. Don't let her kind of, while you're moving things in, we, we need her in a quiet spot where she can just kind of get away. Let her get comfortable with that before you yeah. let her have free run of everything. Yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking too, that I could um, lock her into a bedroom. I'm moving in with a, a relative, and so I know there's one bedroom I can kind of enclose her in there and put food and water mm-hmm. in the little box there and just kind of let her do her thing for a couple hours while I'm unloading and things and just ease into the transition, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? A lot of times, you know, kitties sometimes do better than we expect. You know, that first 30 minutes can be just a nightmare when you travel with a cat, that meowing and the, the caterwauling that they do. But a lot of kitties, after a little period of time, they'll settle in. And if we don't mm-hmm. try to look in on them and pull them out, and, are you okay, are you okay, they generally will do very well well so yeah um as far as like um i don't want to get her um dehydrated or anything obviously on the trip but um potty bricks is going to be kind of an issue and i was thinking about maybe getting just like a water bottle like a hamster water bottle and kind of having that there so she does have access to some fluids but i don't want her to have to yeah hard <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> You have to kind of train a cat or a dog to use the water bottle, so if you have time, you can do that. If not, they have little um, cups that hook up into the inside of carriers, and I would pretty much just offer her water there. But most kitties, you know, in the traveling situation, um, they're quiet. They're kind of hiding in their cage. They're not doing a lot, and um, really, for an opportunity to give them a litter pan, um, if you have a chance along the way, but, um, you know, for me, it's not a big deal. A lot of cats can hold it all day when we're at work, so it's yeah, not a big deal. I, Yeah, I wasn't too concerned about that, but I didn't want to, you know, overload her water either so she would be you know needing to so. okay well, that, that sounds great thank you so much for your suggestions and hopefully we will have a successful and uneventful trip we're hoping yes. so have a good trip you know how you get me in the carrier how do you how do we just get put you a in? pizza in there a television and a and a, and a, and a beer that'll do it with a football <laughs> game i go right in the carrier one 405 good to know you're listening to animal radio Hi, it's Alan Cable with today's dog tip. I know he just did it because you can feel the tension. That's my sister-in-law. She's living in the house with her in-laws, and there is a lot of anxiety and tension going on. So the dog jumped up on the in-law's bed and went to the bathroom. Trying to help them find how to clean it. There are several reasons why dogs, especially adult ones, go to the bathroom in the house in anxiety. Well, that's one of them. And it can be caused by a sudden change in a dog's environment. Adding another pet to your house is another reason, even a baby. And to stop it, you kind of got to give your dog a refresher course. Do it the same way as when your dog was a puppy. You start with confinement. That means when you're not there, ready to give your dog 100% of your attention, keep them confined. Best place is in a crate. I remember in a past dog tip, we talked about how important structure is to your dog. So you make sure you have a schedule. You take your dog outside the same times every day. Adults can hold it in for a pretty long time, so set a schedule and stick to it every single day. The third step is reward. Reward's really important in a dog's life. Every time your dog's doing something that you want him to do, you give him a reward. If this is all starting to sound like techniques you'd use to raise your husband... (laughs) 
<laughs> well, yeah, it is very similar. Let's talk about what a reward is. It could be a treat, or it just could be verbal praise. Oh, good dog, or both. And you can also give your dog a nice scratch under the chin. Praise is a really powerful tool. Remember, your dog wants to please you. You just have to help show them how. When you use praise, your dog is going to want to go to the bathroom outside in the right place. Here's the last thing to remember, consistency. That's probably the most important thing to remember. You want to set your dog up to succeed, not to fail. And consistency is the easiest way to do that. It's the key to your dog's success. And it's a byproduct to giving your dog confidence. Confidence in knowing he's doing the right thing. He's doing exactly what you want him to do. So be consistent, stick with your plan, and you're going to see fast results. The more consistent you are, the faster your dog's going to learn anything, including going to the bathroom outside. Oh, boy. I think your husband had a little accident. Yeah, his boss is still his wife. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaandChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-S.com. Today's Gold Bond Rescue Mission, the 7th Inning Sweat. I'm with superfans Scott and Paul. Hey. It's 100 degrees out here, and they're trying to enjoy a ball game. It's getting uncomfortable. Yeah, and sticky. That's why I'm giving them the powder with the power. Gold Bond Body Powder. We're itchy, too. The encapsulated menthol protects skin, absorbs moisture, even relieves itching. So they stay dry and comfortable. (laughs) Talk about a game changer. Thanks, Thanks, Jimmy. Thank Gold Bond. This stuff works. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. A North Carolina man whose hidden Coke, not like the kind you drink, but that white powdery stuff, was found by a police dog that bit into the package and then died, has been sentenced to more than 11 years in prison. Federal prosecutors said a judge ordered 33-year-old Jamie Gonzalez Lopez to spend 135 months behind bars. He pled guilty to several drug charges. Authorities say undercover federal agents ordered a kilogram of Coke from Gonzalez Lopez in July 2011. He then hid the drugs in a Brunswick County field while he was waiting to meet the buyer. Well, uh, agents arrested him, and a sheriff's drug-sniffing dog, Viper, was sent into the field to find the drugs. Poor Viper accidentally bit into the package. He shook it, and he ingested a fatal amount of Coke. More than 200 people turned out for a memorial service for the dog. Think you need a vacation, but you just can't bear to do it without your dog? Well, check out the following tail-wagging destinations. This is courtesy of Kelly Carter's JetSetPets.com. She says that Aspen, Colorado is probably one of the best places to go with your dog. It's a stunning year-round haven. It has a lot of parks, trails, and streams that can entertain outdoorsy owners and their dogs. Boston, Massachusetts. Wouldn't think about that. It's hot there. But according to Carter, active pets will relish Boston's endless walking parks and trails. They've got weather in the summer that's nice. You can meander around street fairs, local art shows. And at Boston Harbor Islands on Saturdays, your dog can sail free. That's a good deal. Del Mar, California, dazzling beaches, an ideal location. That's just 20 minutes north of San Diego. They've got the surf dog, uh, surfathon that happens in the summertime. Uh, they've got dog beach that raises money for the Helen Woodward Animal Center every September. Nine months out of the year, dogs are allowed along Del Mar's entire two mile stretch of coastline, as well as Seagrove Park and Powerhouse Park.
L.A. is a hot spot to take your dog. They've got, they roll out the red carpet for their furry visitors. Countless dog-friendly outdoor areas, including uh, Hollywood's Runyon Canyon and Rosie's Dog Beach. They also have extensive dog-friendly dining options. A lot of animal-friendly um, accommodations. Just uh, check out this um, website. It is jetsetpets.com. Sorry, the jetsetpets.com. And they'll give you more information. Hey, if you're terrified to travel and say, I'll get on a plane when pigs fly, maybe you could start packing now. The Department of Transportation has drafted some new guidelines that will allow animals, including exotic pets like a miniature horse, monkey, and yes, potbelly pigs on commercial flights, if they're used for emotional support. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You love your pets, but should anything ever happen to your furry friend, could you really afford it? With pet insurance from ProtectYourBubble.com, you can get up to 90% reimbursement for covered charges. Use any licensed vet and cancel at any time. Let us help you care for your pet with pet insurance that covers accidents and illnesses. Visit ProtectYourBubble.com for a quick quote or call us at 855-792-7387. That's 855-792-7387. Underwritten by United States Fire Insurance Company. Coverage may vary by state. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Get help with large vet bills. Find pet insurance with great coverage from less than $1 a day at protectyourbubble.com. And welcome back to Animal Radio. Miss Doris Day is joining us. Just another reason that we're America's number one animal talk show. Doris Day on the phone. We know about her acting. We know about her singing. But do you know about her escapades with the animals? Did you know she's an animal advocate? Did you know she has two foundations? And did you know she also received an award? Just recently, it was the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Doris Day, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Very well. Where are we calling you today? Uh, you're calling me in my home in Carmel Valley. Ooh, very wow. beautiful part uh, of the country. I have a, a kind of a bad throat right now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, and it's nothing serious. It's just that I'm very hoarse, and I <laughs> sound kind of funny. I didn't realize this, but you have two foundations. You have uh, the Doris Day Animal Foundation and the Doris Day Animal League. 
What is the difference? Well, the league is based in Washington, D.C. Okay. And um, that's, uh, you know, uh, where we work with the senators, and it's all uh, trying to get bills passed and things like that, whereas the foundation is an on-hands thing. Uh, I, you know, I work with people who can't afford to pay their vet bills, and um, if I, I rescue and find homes for animals and things like that, it's an on-hands thing. One of your programs is very near and dear to us, and that's why we're we're sponsoring uh, Spay Day USA. Of course. Oh, I know! Isn't that great? Uh, we we think this is a wonderful program. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about it and when it started and how it was put together? Well, you know, that, that's the biggest problem. Uh, in the country, uh, in the world, mm-hmm. yes. is that the animals, you know, in many countries, they don't even know about spaying. And the animals run loose, and, and they keep having babies, doggies, and kittens, and they're all starving. and It's just a horrifying situation. And uh, so we felt that spay, spaying and neutering is the most important thing because everything is cause and effect. I work from cause and effect all the time. Mm-hmm. The cause is that the animals aren't spayed or mm-hmm. neutered, mm-hmm. and the effect is what you see at the SPCAs. Now, They're this... all sitting there waiting for someone to come in and say, oh, I love you, I'm going to take you home. But they sit there not very long, I must tell you that. They don't sit there very long because the SPCAs fill up constantly. Mm-hmm. So they don't have room, they have to give them up, and they euthanize. Oh, it's as simple as that and, and, and just horrible. So spay day is the, the most important thing that the Animal League does, and, um, or the uh, Animal Foundation. We're all in, you know, we're so involved with it, both uh, organizations are. And uh, it's, it's, we're just doing great with it, I'm happy to say. Well, it's so very important, and, and there's people uh, in certain parts of our country that still believe that if they spay their dog or they spay their cat, that they're losing their manhood or... Changing their personalities. They don't need their manhood. <laughs> we don't need any more doggies because most of those people who don't spay or neuter, neuter they, don't keep the, they don't keep the puppies. Mm-mm. They dump them at the SPCA. Not everybody does that, but uh, many, many people do that. They, they don't want puppies around. They really don't. They don't have a room for it. Maybe they can't even afford it. Uh-huh. So the important thing is to spay and neuter. And uh, I, just, I, I just pray that people listening in, all you wonderful ladies and, you, and gentlemen, think about it. Uh, they're, they're not losing manhood or womanhood or whatever you want to call it. Thank you, my darling friends out there, <laughs> my, my devoted fans. I just um, want them to know that when they send money to me, and to my organizations, there it's being used. I'm not buying fancy clothes, <laughs> it's in, and it's not going to sit in the bank. Uh-huh. We're going to use it to save as many animals as we can, and to help people who need that help when they have pets, and to rescue. Oh, you know my veterinarian, Dr. Todd Lawmaster, mm-hmm. here in Monterey. Mm-hmm. Um, when he heard that I was doing this, so that my uh, organization was doing this, he called my secretary and he said, Betsy, I want to do what I can. Oh, great. Just, he said, I wow. just, I'm so, so, he said, I'm just, you know, breathless when I, when I heard that Doris is doing this. 
And he said, I want to do all the spaying and neutering for nothing. <laughs> well, it's, wow. that's what it's all about, is when everybody comes together to make it happen. And isn't that, that's what sends isn't chills. Isn't that something? Yes. Yeah. It was just, it was the happiest time of my life. And, and I couldn't get over that, and I called him, and I told him that I loved him very much for doing that. And, um, and he said that he was also going to call all the different drug companies and, and tell them and see if they would not, you know, send uh, drugs. Good, uh-huh. good. And they did. And so did my, do- my veterinarian. He did, too. So everything's being done, and I get to see the babies at the <laughs> clinic. Very and, good. Uh, and meet them all. Of course, I want them all, too. <laughs> I'm just frazzled when I talk about this. It's mm-hmm. just so incredible. It is incredible. Do you have any animals at home? Yes, I do, indeed. What, what, who, who, who are your furry companions at home? Who? Yes. Well, I, I, I sort of keep that private. Oh, okay, I understand <laughs> because that. it's important. I understand that. I have many dogs and I have many kitty cats. Very, Very good. good. Well, and we I feed, I think, all the birds in Carmel. <laughs> we appreciate everything that you've done and that you continue to do, and we hope that you get better, feel better for us, okay? Oh, oh, I will. I don't feel sick or anything. I feel great. Good. But I can't talk. But can I tell you one more thing? And I want, I want this. This is for the people listening in, all you dear people. Okay. Um, so many people that I know and have bumped into in my lifetime, when they lose their pet that they that they love so much. They, they always have said to me, I mean, many of them have said to me, I cannot take another dog, Doris, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't replace my little Buster. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard it so often, and I just am making a plea to all of you wonderful people out there who feel that way. I just want you to know that I did once before, too. Mm-hmm. I felt that way about one of my babies, and I said, I can't replace her. I just can't take that little Maltese that was that I was called about because mm-hmm. I had lost my little poodle, and and I heard myself saying that I can't replace my Aussie. Well, what changed your mind? Oh, God! Mm-hmm. It, God, uh, I rely on God, and I said, you know, I don't know what to do. There's a precious little Maltese that needs a home, and I and I said I found myself thinking. What I didn't want to think that I was going to be replacing Ozzy. And, and it just, it just came to me instantly. And I know that it was God saying to me, you take that baby, because mm-hmm. Ozzy would want you to. Oh, very good. And I don't mean to sound melodramatic. I just feel so strongly about people who feel that way don't feel that way. Please don't. Uh-huh. Go to your nearest SPCA or wherever and, and give another beautiful little doggy or cat a loving home. If you love animals, and, I, and when you feel so strongly about the one that you lost, I uh-huh. know that it has to be a great home and a loving, loving person. And you're the ones who should have the animals. So please think about it again. Very good. No, no, no need to replace your animal, but you can find another love yes. that's just as tight, just as wonderful. Of with course, another the animal. people aren't alike. Yes. Animals aren't all alike. Well, they're all different, but they're just nothing but 
but love wrapped up in fur. <laughs> they sure are. That's what they are. Well put. Doris Day, we appreciate you spending time with us today on Animal Radio. Oh, you know what? I'm so grateful that you called and for, for me to have the time to talk about my beloved animals. Oh, and my love to all of you listening in. one 405 to connect with the Dream Team. That could be Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Animal communicator Joey Turner or dog father Joey Villani, who's live from Warwick for a Warwick. grooming competition. Say, say it along with me, Warwick. Warwick. Don't pick on Joey here. He's got my back. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Uh, I see that a California state senator said it was time for a law to force pet groomers to initiate a volunteer certification program to keep their pets safe. I like the idea of it. I don't like the idea of how California is going about it at all. Um, they do not have any groomers on the board to, um, to speak. Ah. Um, we, we are lobbying that we do have a voice because nobody wants um, another trade to govern their trade. And they did that to us once before with pesticide control where they had, um, we had to take the same test as a landscaper to, um, to, in order to use flea products. And it had the, the test had nothing to do with anything that we do. Wow. And it's going down that road at this point. So the groomers want licensing, the, 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 the true groomers, but we also want to have a voice in how, you know, in how it's going to play out. And um, right now they're not giving us that i'm concerned because i see recently a lot of different incidences where ears have been cut off different parts of the body have been cut off you're right it needs it definitely needs to be addressed and i'm the first one to say it i mean i was involved in a licensing um committee in the state of new jersey um we had guidelines and and, and safety guidelines um for groomers but um california unfortunately is going about it a little bit weird we're a little bit nervous about it i see a lot of injuries that happen you know from different grooming incidents i am surprised it honestly doesn't happen more often and it's not necessarily the fault of the groomer animals are unpredictable Oh, yeah. So some of these things, I think you have to look at that and just realize dogs will be dogs, and they don't always do what we want them to do, so before you blame the person. <laughs> Dr. Deb, you're 100% right, but on the other hand, there's a lot of groomers. See, groomers don't have to be licensed to trade right now, and because of that, there's so many people that are out there that are calling themselves groomers that don't even know how to hold a pair of scissors. Those are the people, those are the groomers that are out there that need to be trained properly, so less injuries happen. This senator is proposing 900 hours of training. 900 hours, which is more than it, than it takes to learn how to fly a plane, actually. Well, Nine, that, that's My program was 900 hours in New Jersey. Holy moly. That, that was a 900-hour program. How long is 900 hours? Oh, it all depended on how they took it, because you could have went part-time or full-time, but the full-time program was um, just about two months, which was eight hours a day, five days a week. Oh, okay. Um, oh, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Litter Robot or Kitty Agogo? Litter Robot, okay. Brought to you by the Litter... Sorry. Why does everybody think I have brains? People give me too much damn credit. It's brought to you by Litter Robot, which automatically cleans the cat litter for you. You don't need any special supplies or plumbing. Just your favorite clumping litter. Never scoop dirty litters again. We know you love it so much. Never scoop the poop. They know you love it so much, they offer a 90-day guarantee available at litter-robot.com. And Animal Radio customers, you get 15% discount. Use the promo code ANIMALRADIO. That's all one word, all lowercase. Animal Radio, when you check out, and you'll get 15% off at litter-robot.com. 
there. You you happy? I write it on the board. I write it sure. on your Bible that you say this is the Bible. This is what I'm going by. And do you even look at either place? Why no? Why do you think that you even need to have a high school diploma for this? Write it on your forehead, and he won't forget it then. Or a little <laughs> lower. Be staring at him. Yeah, maybe a little lower, and he'd notice. <laughs> Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. You can talk to, well, Dogfather Joey Volani, live from Rhode Island, where he is the best in show judge. I couldn't think of anyone better to help you with grooming your dog. Or Dr. Debbie or animal communicator Joey Turner were all here toll free for you. You know what's funny is here I am with a mic in my hand. I'm standing by the blue box. I got my headphones on. You can't believe how many people have come up and said, Oh, yeah, you're on the radio? No, I'm getting ready to cut the lawn. What do you think I'm <laughs> That is Joey Volani. He is coming to us live from New England, Warwick, Rhode Island, to be more specific, where he's at the New England Pet Grooming Professionals Invitational. How does that sound? They're actually doing He's best in show. He's uh, not him himself. He's, he's best in show judge, where he's uh, well, judge yeah. of some other groomers. You know, I've been talking to you about the Facebook page over at Facebook.com slash Animal Radio. And actually, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the panhandling issue in San Francisco. This is a proposition to offer panhandlers a dog to take care of in exchange for giving up panhandling. And they would receive a stipend of 50 to $75. All the training that they could possibly need, all the food they could possibly need, the veterinary care for the animal and we put this up over at the website at the Facebook page we asked you what do you think about that because it's a very controversial issue a lot of people say if the homeless can't take care of themselves why should we be giving them a dog and then there's other people saying that's a great idea to get these animals off the streets and we certainly want to know what you think at one 405 8405. I don't know if I like it. They have a hard time taking care of themselves. I mean, it's good to get these, you know, pets out of the shelters and everything, but also you don't want to go from one bad thing to something worse. And um, I just think it really has to be selective how if, if, if it is done. No, I disagree with Joey. Why? I, You know, I think some of the happiest dogs are the ones that are with homeless people because they are with their dogs. Those dogs aren't tied up in a yard. They're not left at home for 8 to 10 hours a day while you're at work. They're with their guardian, and that makes them the happiest. Out here, you know, we have extreme heat during the summer, and there's actually a, a, a law that's been passed to limit the time that dogs or cats can be out on the strip in the high heat parts of the day because they have a problem where people panhandle with the animals and they're putting putting them in jeopardy um, 110 120 degree heat is really unsafe so you, you know even though that they're with their loved beloved uh, person it's still putting them in harm's way well i think so the person I, is not going to put themselves out there where it's hot they're going to try to find somewhere cool and they're going to bring their dog with them and remember if they do panhandle they have to give the dog back what were you saying joey i, I gotta tell you maybe in california um it's more conducive because i remember in new jersey um, with one area you went through where it was homeless and, and you know you would see the dog out in the snow and the rain and, and you know just in horrific weather I mean California at least the weather is a lot nicer um, you know across the board so maybe California works but in, in most climates I think it would be real tough 
Let's uh, go to Sean on our phone lines, toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hey, Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? How are you doing today? Doing good. What do you think? Well, I think um, you know the only reason I think that people are getting upset about this is because of the perception of, of people that can handle. And the only reason I know the perception is because I see them every day, and I find that these people are not only the most intelligent people on the planet that I run into, uh, that they are also some of the kindest people, and the only perception that's wrong is that they're dirty. They may be physically dirty because they haven't taken a bath, but these people are, are just like us. They're in body suits. The body suit's just in a different condition than ours, but what's inside the body suit is exactly the same as we are. And these people have more kindness and compassion for animals and other people than people that drive Bentleys and, and Rolls Royces and, and Mercedes. It's, it's astonishing that people would have a way that, to formulate to get these people to stop panhandling. And then, and then by giving them the gift of an animal, which is you're get nothing but unconditional love for these people, and then they're, they're going to get it back. This is the, the, I mean, that's what got my attention this morning. I was in a dead sleep and I woke right up when I heard what you guys were talking about because these, this is a way to get these people back into society, paying taxes and back in the workforce, because the society is discarding these people as if they don't exist. And it's, it's absolutely amazing to me that, that people would say this is, well, they, they would challenge it, because I think they should at least do it for a couple months and see how it goes and try to progress. I hear you. You know what I forgot to mention there is one of the purposes of this is to train these uh, homeless people or panhandlers a new profession, basically, to take care of these animals, maybe to groom them, maybe to be a veterinarian's assistant to get them back working again. And I think we make a really important point, Sean, and that is that even the person driving the uh, Rolls Royce or the Bentley uh, could really be a bad owner or a bad guardian. Well, look at Romney. <laughs> yeah. See, I look at it. We're experimenting with dogs to, um, to basically, to you know, to, to try to improve another area. So, from it, it don't work. From sorry, it don't work for me. Okay, I want to know what you think. We have a poll up at facebook.com/animalradio. Facebook.com/animalradio. Do you think San Francisco should initiate this project where we offer panhandlers a dog and fifty to seventy-five dollars a month to stop panhandling? You'll find out all the information over there at the Facebook page, facebook.com slash animal radio. Joey has just texted me a picture of where he is right now. I wish I could hold this up to the microphone. And that was um that that was um Wendy Diamond's groomer I sent you. That oh really she's working on that dog, yeah. That's all we have time for today. And Joey, you're just about to go judge Best in you Show. Know, I was just gonna tell you that it's just about time for me to get ready for Best in Show. I gotta watch the um the, the placements that are gonna happen here shortly and um then go over to the Best in Show dog. So. Very good. So I'm sorry to leave you, but I have to That's okay, we have to go to we appreciate you spending time with us today live from warwick we'll catch you next weekend back in studio here in central california okay we're going we're out of here visit us on the website at uh what is it uh animal radio <laughs> animalradio.com <laughs> I know. You're pathetic. <laughs> or on our Facebook page. The Facebook pages are a lot of fun. We have a brand new social media networking director, and she's having a lot of fun with you over at Facebook.com slash Animal Radio, or tweet us at Animal Radio. Uh, also, the phones are open all week long at one 405 8405 and, of course, uh, your email at yourvoice at animalradio.com. You see, I have a lot to say, so it, it's no wonder that I can barely make it through all of it. Ladies, thank you so much for tolerating me today. Yeah, it was a tough it. one. Okay. <laughs> and want to thank Doris Day for coming on the show. The season of stars continues next week with who? I don't know. 
Can't tell. Uh, you. I don't know. We'll, it's a we'll, secret. Super it's a secret. Surprise. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.